Welcome to the Chicago Writers Association podcast, a resource for writers. I'm your host, W.C. Turk, author and playwright. This podcast is designed for authors and readers alike, an author's resource and a showcase for some of the preeminent contemporary and independent authors from here at home in Chicago and around the world. Visit chicagorights.org. We are showcasing four great writers who happen to also be the CWA's Book of the Year award winners. Critically acclaimed, award-winning author Rachel Swearingen won this year's award under traditional fiction for her latest work, How to Walk on Water and Other Stories. In 2019, the Guild Literary Complex named her one of 30 writers to watch. She lives in Chicago and teaches at Cornell's College Low Residency MFA program. Her website is rachelswearingen.com, and we'll post that in the notes. But how are you? And congratulations, by the way. Thanks so much, Bill. I'm, I'm good. It's cold here, as you know, So, but I'm good, yeah. It, it was colder. It's, it's getting warmer here a little bit, but you're still in Chicago, I take it. Yes. Last year's, uh, well, uh, actually, this year's Book of the Year uh, judge, Elizabeth Wetmore, author of the shocking and powerful novel Valentine and a 2020 Book of the Year uh, winner, writes the nine stories in Rachel Swearingen's debut collection, How to Walk on Water, are magnificent. With her spare prose and keen insights into her characters' lives, Swearingen truly honors the elegant, noble tradition of the short story. That's uh, that's no small praise from who we thought last year was was an incredible author. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I have her book here, and um, we have such a generous uh blurb from her so i'm very grateful this is your first book yes it is that's a hell of a way to start (laughs) thank you (laughs) the new york times actually a a new york times new and noteworthy selection uh mentioned you also uh, the uh, electric literature favorite story collection of 2020 and a chicago tribune fall 2020 must read title that is that's incredible for for uh, for first uh for a first book yeah it's i was very surprised i wasn't expecting that i've been i've been writing for a long time and uh you know i i know you've got several books out but for me it just it took a long time to get a book out so it's uh and in 2020 to to have any reception at all especially yeah. when it's new it was uh you know really surprising and 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 pretty cool. However, however, in these times, an author has to work for that praise. You have to be you have to be in the right place at the right time, and that means positioning yourself as an author. What did you do as an author to position yourself to get the get the attention of the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune? Well, I've been writing for a long. I mean. I, you know, I'm in some ways, you know, I, I have an answer for this. And yet, as you know, so much of this is, is luck. And there's a lot of really fantastic writers out there that don't get that phrase. I saw, I read quite a few fantastic um, books this, this past year and during the, the pandemic that did not get that attention. And so yeah. I have to put that, that caveat out there, but I, I have been writing for quite a while and I've been sending short stories out for, you know, uh, Oh, almost 15 years now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so I did, you know, I, I have gotten to know a few editors and it's been a, a slow, 
a slow uh, a build, but uh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go back to a little bit more of what Elizabeth wrote. For me, she writes, two measures of a great collection of stories are, did the stories ring true? And will I wish to revisit them from time to time? About halfway through your book, they are they're written in kind of an in-your-face, this is who I am, uh, from from a character standpoint, you present those characters in such a real and powerful and economic way. The stories do ring true. What is your what is your focus as a writer to to accomplish that? I think for me, you know, when I'm writing, I'm trying to get into a space where I can get to know my characters more, and I'm I'm constantly pushing against discomfort. You know, I, there's so many yeah, neat little ways yeah. to tell the story and get, and as you know, you, I mean, so many of us just, we want to get up to the place where we know things and then mm-hmm. get out. And so for me, I'm, I'm constantly pushing against what it is that I don't know. And there's, I mean, I, I don't know, who was it, Hemingway that said we all have the, the, that bullshit trigger, you know, uh, uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I can tell when I'm when my characters aren't ringing true. And so, you know, sometimes they take a long time to to break apart and get into and to, uh, you know, I have to set a story aside for a while. And there's something that goes at me that says, okay, I I don't really know what's going on here yet. And so I've got to push in in further. I get what I think is a great ending. I'm like, no, that's just words. You know, it doesn't. Uh, necessarily ring true, and I, I'm not done done with this yet. How do you start or or decide upon a particular story? Do you sort of understand the story or the character, and and then follow that character through a vignette or a story or an episode? Yeah, I you know it's it works differently for each story. Some of the stories in the book came from a preoccupation with you know, other forms of art. And so I initially had this idea that I was going to do, you know, write, I was going to write into visual images and paintings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just all the time, but I wanted to create stories. And of course, you know, the, you, the best laid plans, you know, I put this all <laughs> together and things started to go in other directions. And I was obsessed when I was, when I was writing some of these stories with um, detective shows and, those true crime shows. And I was like, why am I watching this? This is, you know, I was kind of hating myself for it at the same time. And so, and I started noticing things in them and just playing with genre. And so that's a way in, but also I have to hear, hear a voice and hear dialogue in order to get into a piece. And if I can't hear the voices, then I, my stories don't really take off. And so that's part of the process too. That's interesting because you you write dialogue in, in a really natural and 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 a really really powerful way and and I, I say that as as a, a screenwriter now I'm I'm actually writing a, a script for for a major Hollywood production house I've written several plays two that have gone have have gotten national attention so I understand some things about dialogue and rhythm and and how those and how those things come together. You, you've you've mastered that. Thank you. I I feel like it's always a work in progress. You know, yeah. getting getting those voices down. But um, you know, it is something. I think it's something that I that I had always naturally in my head as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I didn't. You know, it took me it took me a while to embrace that and to allow the story. Mm-hmm. You know, some some writers are just really great at description, and um, and. Yeah. 
you know, or just that storyteller voice. And I think for me, the, the when the voice comes out, it tends to be through the mouths of the characters. Yeah, but a, a, as a writer, you need to balance that. And and mm-hmm. so so how do you find the balance in that of of rendering uh, of rendering a, a place or time or or uh, or or a scene to to help support that dialogue, that conversation that you're um, that you're hearing. Well, I, you know, what I tend to do is I, you know, place is also really important. Yeah. And people, you know, dialogue and place work together so so yeah. well. Yeah. And if yeah. I don't have one, I don't have the other. And I maybe lean a little too hard on atmosphere because I I just, you know, I'm a sucker for really atmospheric pieces and film noir and uh-huh. all of that. And point where sometimes it, I have to be careful because it can get a little corny. Um, and so, you know, for me, like lighting and all of that, just growing up on old movies, I think, um, you know, there's there's something I noticed in my work that early on that there was sort of a, I could see set pieces in my work. And I uh-huh, was uh-huh. I was embarrassed by that at first because I kept thinking it does, things don't feel real enough or they, or they feel kind of hyper real and then we're right. not real. But then, you know, in some of these pieces, I, I started to just, uh, you know, instead of trying to hide that, I just tried to bring it out more. Do you enjoy writing short stories or are you exploring characters for for larger pieces? I've got a I've got a novel that I'm well, I, I say this, I shouldn't jinx myself. I think it's finished. Uh-huh. Um, I've been working on it for about eight years and it's a community a, a community novel. Okay. So there's, there's several different points of view in there, including some animals. So um, that um, I'm doing that. And then I'm writing, playing around writing my first screenplay. And nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, this this book, How to Walk on Water, takes us all over the world. I, I, I haven't gotten to the piece on Venice yet. One of my all-time favorite cities uh, in, in the world. I, I'm waiting with bated breath to to see how you how you render venice have you have you been to venice i have okay once so uh we as i said we were talking with david w burner who uh who travels a lot and writes to the places he travels we talked with libby hellman about her book a bend in the river which takes place in vietnam and uh in in 1968 and and she went to vietnam how important is travel to you as a writer? For me, it depends on the on the story and the project. Yeah. You know, for okay. a short story, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any place in this story that I don't know well. Yeah, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh, pl- the cities that are here, um, you know, they're places I've most of them are places I've lived, with the exception of Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's so Chicago comes up, Seattle, where I lived for almost a decade. And, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think I traveled to any of these places while I was writing the pieces, but I, I had been there. Before. You had been there. You had been there before. Yeah. But I think for me, place is so often um, it's a character in my brain more than, you know, it may not even resemble the, the place yeah. of someone else. Yeah. Yeah, that that came across strongly in, in your writing that the that the setting was was important, but not so over uh, so important that it overwhelmed the 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 dialogue and the characters. Yeah, I think that's right. 
so what do you, so you're, you're, you're working on a, on a novel now that you think is done? I hope so. I'm, I'm How do you know that it's done? That's a good question. I say it's <laughs> done versus, um, but I think there's going to still be some revision involved, but at the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the basic structure, the structure and the storyline is there. Now I think it's cutting back. It's a little mm-hmm. too long. And I think, you know, there's uh, some work to be done there, but I, I thought I was done many times in the last few years. And then I would set it aside and I would reread it and know it wasn't done. You know, something didn't feel right. It wasn't quite coming together and trying to get a large structure in your head. Yeah. Now, I don't know when you switch from different types of projects, but for me, you know, I, I jumped into the book project without really thinking that much about it and came, you know, straight from the short stories. Uh-huh. I was bringing my short story brain to the novel, which I knew I was doing, but I, you know, I wasn't, I I thought I'd be done in a year (laughs) and that turned into about eight years. So, um, and now I know, you know, that the the next one is, will be different. It'll feel different. What is your writing, your writing style? Do you, do you start with an outline or do you just dive right in? I tend to dive right in, which can be some trouble. And, but then I take a step back and I'm constantly going back and forth between diving in and then taking a step back and outlining what I've done and then trying Mm -hmm. to think through it. And usually what happens is because I'm so intuitive, I think through it to the point where I think I've kind of got it. And then I try to write my way through, which is not the most efficient way of writing, especially a long book. Um, And so I'm constantly working against that you know, wanting to write versus think about it. Going, going back to uh, how do you know it's done? That's, that's the, that's the perennial writer's curse is, <laughs> it is when, when is it done? When is it enough? When do I, when do I put it down and, and say it's, it's either, it's either time to have, have one hell of a bonfire uh, or, or publish it, you know, right. send it, send it out there to the world. So, uh, and, and I, I can tell you, you know, I've, I've had a couple of books that have, that have been out in the market for a number of years. I still look at them and go, ah, I wish I'd have done that differently, you know, <laughs> but, but that's, that's, that's part of, I think that's part of us growing as, as writers. We, 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 we write to, to a moment or a place in where we are in our lives. And then we inevitably evolve through that and and past that and part of that evolution is maybe maybe some appreciation of of that simpler perspective but how to walk on water is the chicago writers association book of the year for 2021 under traditional fiction the author is rachel swearingen rachelswearingen.com is the website and we'll post that in the notes here with the podcast rachel thank you so much Bill, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It has been. And w- when when you're ready to publish that other novel, please come back and let's uh, let's talk more about about that process uh, as you uh, as you get a little closer and a little farther through it. I will. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye. Our theme song is "Midnight Ride" by Dino Olovchich, which is available on Spotify. Just like this podcast from the Chicago Writers Association, which is also available on Apple Music and at chicagowrites.org. 
Visit our website, chicagorights.org. The Chicago Writers Association serves as a resource for inspiration and knowledge about the art, craft, and business of writing, and welcomes published and aspiring authors and short story writers from anywhere in the world. Visit chicagorights.org for details today. Until next time, remember, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. From I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by the great Maya Angelou. Thank you.